previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I always enjoyed going to Camiso Brothers. It's an Italian bakery that, that's owned by the mafia. It's open 24 hours a day and we used to go sure there. I went there with my friends growing up. And how many times has it been blown up? <laughs> More than, I don't know, but they still know me there. And one time we went and they took us into the back room, right? Remember that guy? Oh my God, that was terrifying. That was- Oh, I thought we were going to die. And they didn't oh my charge gosh. Us, right? They just gave us our sandwiches and we ate That's our true. sandwiches and then they were like, you can go. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. How exhausted are you? <laughs> <laughs> She's a trooper, Littles. That's all I can say. I mean... She's the best. How many shows today? Well, you you did two shows and you swung out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. So I got to watch. Yeah, two shows. Come on. Which was really fun. But, yeah. you know, it's it's stressful watching because you feel like you need to be up there. Right. I had FOMO. <laughs> Fear of missing out. Yeah, I know. Right. So. All right. Well, let's get down to business, shall we? Because yeah. this is a crazy episode. Jam. Jam packed. We're all packed. over the place. We're all over the place. We're going to get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. If we don't get it all in, Littles. Maybe you'll just have to stay tuned, maybe for a little bonus. You know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> Roxy, lots of talk. We're Chuck's a dope. We know that. Okay. This is how much of a dope he is. We heard from Brad Phillips, episode 184. Let Roxy know that the Hannah Waddingham, is that how you say it? Waddingham? Wadding, I don't know. Has a holiday special on Apple TV, I think. And it was pretty good. Now, that's not a very good review, Brad, first of all. Pretty good, but <laughs> I've seen the previews of this. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I had no it idea this existed. Like it's amazing. I had no idea this existed. We also heard from Mike Wolf, and he says, since you had two opportunities to mention it and didn't, I'm assuming you don't know about the Hannah Waddingham Christmas special on Apple TV. It's not the kind of thing I usually watch, but I sat through all of it, and it was delightful. Now, see, Brad, that's a better review. It's not just pretty good. Yeah, for Mike Wolf to say delightful, oh, I mean? feel. What do you I mean, just Roxy? I feel like that's a word that he doesn't just throw around. <laughs> yes, I think right. he says it when he really means it. Then he says, "Best Christmas special since Guardians of the Galaxy." Now I have no idea what that is, and we are not watching Wait. that. Guardians of the Galaxy is in like Marvel. I have no idea. Like just the movie. I have Guardians no idea. Of the Galaxy? I don't want to know. I have no idea. Don't want to know. Now okay. this is the Chuck is a dope part. Besides just the normal. Okay, so yes, it is on Apple TV, Brad. Mm-hmm. And so I flipped to it, and mm-hmm. of course, um, Roxy, what did Chuck cancel about five days ago? Apple TV canceled Apple TV. Now there's a there's a bone to be picked, but we don't really have time to do it. But I am going to say that they raised their prices almost fifty percent. Yeah, and I was like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So. We hardly used it. We hardly watched it. We got through Ted Lasso. We got through Schmigadoon. There were a couple of things. I watched the John Lennon documentary. Mm-hmm. That was really good, you know, around the an- anniversary of his death and all yep. that stuff. But we just weren't using it. Now, I didn't see this preview, and I canceled it. And now I have to go, and on Apple TV, you can see previews. You just can't click on it to watch unless you pay for it, which we might just do. You're probably going to resubscribe. Oh, I'm a dope. I'll do it but on I'm my just, account, I'm and s- it'll be free for seven days, I'm and so then we can angry. decide. I, I, we literally never watched it, and mm-hmm. I finally cancel it after like three months of me keep saying I'm going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. And then when I got that email that said it's they're raising the price, yeah, I was like, screw that. I was like, okay, we're definitely canceling. We so. could just keep creating email accounts and <sighs> keep subscribing for seven days. For right? seven days, <laughs> it'll be the big, and s- then go away from it for like a week or two, and then go back to it with a new email account. And it'll be the big scam. That's that's what it'll be. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's get to some housekeeping before we get to our amazing guest today. So first, let's do some thank yous. Lots of Christmas cards. So many Christmas cards. It's so great. And some 
beautiful things. Yeah. So Jamie and Rob, Deb and Ron Rutherford, Ed Butt, Kate Milan, Sam Berger, Brian Muller, the tall Millers. I love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Michelle Pendleton. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. She, what are, they're personalized mug rugs is what they're called. Yeah. Mug rugs. Yeah. Okay. And they say La Chiserie on them. They're so cute. They're personalized. You know, they say La Chiserie on one side and then on the back it says made by Michelle Pendleton for Roxy. Loyal Little's Holiday Card Swap 2023. Now, Michelle, I believe you were the one when we were talking about Cricut machines, you said you have one, but it's not the Cricut brand. Did you make these on that? I, I can't seriously? remember Seriously? You think so? I think so. Oh, it looks like it's hand-stitched. Well, I'm thinking the uh, the personalization of Made By. Oh, oh, I see. That okay, part of it? Because that's not stitched. I don't no. know. Maybe. The La Cheeserie Littles is stitched. We're holding it up for News Channel 12. Uh, it's amazing. The work is amazing. The quality is so good. Yeah. And, it's, and I've never heard yeah. of a mug rug before, but I love it. No, I, this is it's great. It's like an oversized oh, I coaster. I use it right now with my hot yeah, chocolate. Yeah, we're, we're, we didn't mention that. We have our cups of hot cocoa here, Roxy. Look at that. It's so cute. Yeah, mug rug. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. It's really, really nice. And a quick shout out to Jason Massapust, who reached out to me. He heard I was coming to Milwaukee. Mm. He's looking for it. We're going to have some good hangs in Milwaukee. Good. So hopefully we'll wait because Roxy's going to get out there at some point. Yeah. I'll probably do one before that, but mm-hmm. we'll do another one when Roxy gets out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so she can meet everyone in definitely. Oz. And I think there's a few more out there, too. Yep. Uh, so I don't know who's willing to come you know, to Green Bay. I know there's people nearby, but we'll see. Um, the other housekeeping we have to do, sadly, Roxy. Uh oh, what? Nobody guessed correctly <gasps> our name that tune. Poor Sydney. I feel bad, but okay. So she was really excited about that. She too. was really excited. So let's. What we're gonna do is we're gonna extend the contest. Okay. Yep. Well, because we don't have a winner yet. It's first no. come, first serve. First <laughs> one in the in the email this mailbox. Could go for a year. WTFCPodnet at gmail.com. No, no, it's not gonna go another year. It'll go to our next episode tops. Okay. Okay. okay but. I'm just going to read some of these. My guess is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Eric Lonergan, episode four. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Good guess. These are all great guesses, by the way. The Toy Piano Song is a mashup of Hail to the Chief (laughs) and We Wish You a Merry Christmas, (laughs) episode 178. What? P.S. These contests are stressful. (laughs) Why? We don't have a, you know, they're not super time sensitive. (laughs) Dear Chuck and Roxy, that was the well-known carol, Deck the Halls, that Sydney played on her toy piano. That's it. That's the list. Regards, Jason Bullet, episode 31. Huh. Wrong. Wow. Sorry. Good guess. These are yeah. great guesses. And then Brian Muller, 167. This is a long shot, but it is from Baby It's Cold Outside. I've played it over and over, and I'm usually pretty good at this stuff, <laughs> but you've got me stumped. <laughs> I think we've stopped. I think we've stumped everyone. Yeah, but this is what we will say. All of you that have guessed, you're welcome to try again. Yeah. We're going to play it one this more time. This tough. Okay, here we go. Now, remember, we said it's a Christmas. So I don't know where he got hail to the chief, but uh, <laughs> it's a Christmas carol. Is that proper or Christmas song? Christmas carol. Yeah. All right. Either way. With a twist. With a okay. twist. With a twist. Roxy wanted to give a better hint. I wanted to give another hint. No, no, not yet. Not yet. <sighs> no, because I think the hints you offered up were dead giveaways. And I don't want to quite. I don't think so. I think so. We'll, I don't we'll, think so. We'll put it to the littles. We'll put it to the littles. <laughs> They don't uh, even know what we're putting it to. <laughs> well, <laughs> when if we don't get another answer. Okay. okay. All right. And real quick, before we uh, get to our great guest, Lewis, roll the music. Sadly, Roxy, we lost another 
little to the guillotine loyal little podcast fantasy football league <laughs> yes we're nervous. still doing that we're still doing that even though we're not in it anymore we, yeah. we were out last week but we had to say farewell to oz the great and flavorful uh, steve osbel episode two yep uh he fought long and hard third place not bad that's great that's not bad so who's still who's so in we're it? down to smitty scoop and this random guy named mort d Mort, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but there's there's some angry littles. They're like the people in the group yeah. that were in the they're done now. All their heads got chopped off. But there's kind of like a I don't know anarchy. They're like no Chuck and Roxy number. You shouldn't be able to win the loyal little podcast. Oh, fantasy so you better you better so let us know when your yeah, when your Mort, schedule is in the uh, next week so that get, we can have you on. Let's get this going so you can win your prize. Mm-hmm. He's got to beat Smitty Scoop first though. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. So. Yeah. Congratulations to those two gentlemen. Hopefully you're having fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I don't know. Is there isn't there a rule that the commissioner can't win? I mean that doesn't seem very fair. I mean I'm just saying. Probably not in the guillotine Especially league. Especially since he just won our toy hall of fame contest. Yeah, but so. that's separate. Okay, all right. That's our enough. contest, not kidding. like. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You know. No. All right. Whoever wins wins the prize. But thank you, Oz. It's been nice knowing you, and that's it. Yeah. All right, Roxy. Let's get to our great guest. But I did want to do some big show references. We've been doing these hateful songs. I do have to say, you know, I was a little disappointed in Mr. Kornheiser because he did not get behind. And Ritz immediately texts me because he was trashing "Seasons in the Sun" by Terry Jacks. But I will say, a hateful song I can get behind was James Coco, no Chuck and Roxy number yet. He wrote in, he's from Wisconsin, so maybe I'll get to meet him out mm-hmm. there. I don't know. But he wrote in, I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> totally on board with you, man. <laughs> That's the, one of the first ones. I don't hate a lot of songs, clearly. <laughs> I'm defending all these songs that people are writing in saying it's the most hateful song in the world. I'm kind of okay, but not that one. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. You know, they for the Barbie movie, they, there's a, a new version of it. I'm not your Barbie girl. Oh, mm-hmm. no, it's I did not. Great. Know that. It's brilliant, actually. I love that you think I'm up on my Barbie, you know. Well, stuff. I mean, you saw the movie and you well, have this great shirt. I know. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, you know, it's like I'm not on. I No, I did not know that. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Roxy, what a great episode. Yeah. Littles, we're just speechless. The bonds that this community creates is just so amazing. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. People who listen to Chuck and Roxy on the Loyal Littles podcast are automatically on the nice list. Ho, ho, ho! It's been a long time And I'm warming up by the chimney Thinking about the good old days when you were always with me Time to call family and friends To say hello and make amends To decorate inside and out As another year comes to an end My Christmas wish for you Is that all your dreams come true We are being played in this episode by a band called The Ticking Clocks, and this song is called My Christmas Wish. This song has music by Andy J. Lopez, and the lyrics are by Manny Cerez. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to find all of the Ticking Clocks music is over on YouTube. Just head on over there and search the Ticking Clocks, and we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes. And remember, the most important thing is we will play the full song, My Christmas Wish, at the end of the podcast. This time of the year, we care and listen. 
right, all you loyal Littles, it's now time to... Meet the Littles, Biggs. <laughs> well, I know Roxy's always confused on these days because uh, we are just so fortunate, Roxy. Yeah, yeah. This is one this of the ones cool. we've been hoping for a long time, and we got them. Yeah. So please welcome to the podcast, Jason Lockenfora. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Hello. Wow, that's quite an intro. Um, <laughs> well, we like to call you Biggs. I, I, I'm happy to be here. I, I had no idea that... You know, you guys had wanted to talk to me in the past. So well, I'm always here for the littles. Oh, we love to hear that. Yes. And that's what we're here yes, for. Yeah, it's I true. Mean, yeah. We love hearing you on the big show. And what we found that we Thank like you. to do here is we like to go back. We like to go all the way back. And it's funny because a couple of times, Jason, Tony didn't even know some of these things. Right. And he found right. out. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Mark Feinsand, who he had no idea about his background. And the next time he had Mark on the show, he was like, Mark, can we talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Funny. They didn't talk about baseball at all that no. day. So, Jason, take us all the way back. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school, your major, things like that? Um, sure. I grew up in uh, Baltimore City uh, in a neighborhood called Highland Town in East Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, same. my parents have been in the same rural home for Jeez, I'm about to turn 50, so oh. they've been there close to 52 years. Wow. I went to Syracuse. Well, yeah. Well, when you see when you're in Baltimore and you ask somebody where they went to school, that means high school. Yeah. So I went to Loyola Blake. If this was like, uh, you know, I'm on uh, whatever Sunday Night Football, and they're doing the introductions right mm-hmm. for all the players, and they say like their school. The- I would say Jason Lock and Flora, backup place kicker, Loyola Blakefield High School, Roll Dons Roll. Nice. nice. That's what I would say. But I also went to Syracuse. Okay. I matriculated to Syracuse after that. And I wasn't, I don't want to misconstrue it. I was not a backup place kicker in high school. Oh. I played hockey. Oh. But um, I'm just throwing that out there because that would be the only way that I would be even in the vicinity of in uniform on an NFL field. Now, right, you right. Have to, I have to be honest. I got all excited there because I've told the story before how I wanted to play football. My dad, I, you probably don't even know this. We're performing artists, okay? And my dad, he was like, you're not playing football. I was like, come on, dad. He finally gave in saying, okay, you want to play football? That's okay, but you got to be a kicker. And I was like, come on, dad, that's embarrassing. But Jason, seriously, it made me search out. This is pre-Google days. And I was like, oh, I wonder who the best kicker in the NFL. And back in the day, it was Morton Anderson and Hall of Famer. Sure. And so that's how I became a Saints yes. fan. Yeah. I was an Aints fan long before I was a Saints fan, I'd say, but that's how I picked my NFL Interesting. Team. Yeah. So you teased okay. me there. Cool. But you played hockey instead, you said? Well, I didn't play football. Yeah, I, mean, I played soccer. So I, I mean, like the idea of being a place kicker was always interesting to me. Yeah. But like, I never like tried out for it or did it or anything. Gotcha. Like that. Yeah, I played, I played hockey. Nice. Now, we know the, the reputation Syracuse has. Were you a journalism major? What did you do? Up yes. There? I went to Newhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of them. I was duly enrolled, so I also had a major in the Maxwell School of Citizenship in Policy Studies. Oh. Professor Copeland, he wouldn't be listening, but shout out to Professor Copeland. <laughs> That's my guy. Um, yeah, so I came in as a broadcast journalism major and then quickly realized I prefer to write, you know, and this, this whole teleprompter and like, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. and walking up to WAER and writing these like two-minute like, you would do these fake two-minute sports updates. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're listening to, like, WFAN and it's – or whatever. Well, I, I was about to say, like – or more like 10-10 wins, and it's, like, weather on the eights and sports on the 10. And then somebody comes in and, you know, gives you rapid-fire scores and highlights for two minutes. Like, we would write these fake two-minute updates. Mm. And I wasn't very good at it. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, you had to do enough good ones that they then let you come in for free and actually do it on the radio. 
And I never got cleared to even, like, mine were so bad that they wouldn't even let me come in for free at 5.30 a.m. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And put yeah. one of these on a cart for, like, other human beings to hear. It's funny because, like, the guys who would grade you, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Dave Pash was one of the guys who was like, dude, you suck. You know what I mean? Like, because the upperclassmen would, like, they were the ones who decided when your updates were good enough mm-hmm. to let you record them for other people to hear. And, like, I, I just was like yeah, this might not be it for me. And I really liked writing for the Daily Orange. So I switched to newspaper journalism and I went from a policy studies minor to just making that a major as well. Yeah, so I was I was lucky to um, take a lot of really cool classes in two colleges there yeah. that are um, great, you know, that are areas yeah. of expertise there. Absolutely. Yep. Now, is this something you knew about even before then? Because I always tell the story, they always ask you, if you could do something different in your life, what would it, mine's always, I always say it's journalism. I would have gone into journalism because I loved it. Uh, I took a journalism class. I was very fortunate. Our high school offered those superlatives, those kind of classes. Uh-huh. And I took one and fell in love with it. And I, I just always say that's what I would do differently. Now, did you write for the school, your high school? Did you have a high school newspaper and stuff like that? We did. And yes, yeah, so it was pretty Spartan. Sure, um, sure. But yes, we had something called the Loyolan Sports Review, and I started writing these horrific little stories for that pretty much right away my freshman year. Uh, enjoyed that. You know, this is pre-internet. Like, literally, sure, you know, there yeah. would be like 250 double-sided back photocopied Xeroxes, like, you know, printouts of this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it would be like freshman soccer beat, you know, Curly 3-1. to one. And I, But I liked that, and... I would like do stuff like there was this publication. Like I knew what I wanted to do pretty yeah, early. That's like, what I was going to ask. I was going to be in sports. I was going to not be playing sports. I was going to be working for a sports team or working for a sports league. Like growing up, Bob, like I, the whole broadcast journalism thing, like I wanted to be Bob Costas. Like I snuck in Memorial Stadium once yeah. and like ambushed him in a press box for like the game of the week with Tony Kubek. You know, while he was prepping and he's like, what are you doing, kid? Like, and I'm like, I just, you're my idol. And he's like, get out of here. He's like, people, that's not real. He's like, people idolize, I'll never forget it. Like, people idolize Neil Armstrong and astronauts. They don't, you know, like, they don't idolize pipsqueak broadcasters. I'm like, well, I do. Yeah. And so, yeah, he signed a ball for me. Um, wow. So, like, I thought I wanted to be play-by-play, like, or like a, a talk show host, like, listening to Costas Coast to Coast. Like, you know, I would be like the kid with the transistor radio under his pillow, figuring out how many different, like, broadcasts I could, you know what I mean, listen to and yeah. hear all these different broadcaster. So that's, I thought I wanted to do play-by-play or something like that. But if not that, then I knew I was going to be covering a team or in PR for a team. You know, like I just knew I was going to be in sports. And the older I got and the more I wrote, the more I'm like, I enjoy this the most. I think this is the most fulfilling. I feel like this is the best way to tell stories. I just really like the idea of reporting and writing and telling people things they didn't know and kind of doing it on my terms and not reading it off a teleprompter or trying to spit out as much information in 30 seconds as possible. Little did I know I would spend 13 years of my life doing exactly that. But that was not the goal. You know what I mean? So it it quickly became like by my sophomore year, I was writing as much as I could for the Daily Orange. I was freelancing for like papers all over the place, covering more AHL hockey than anybody had a right to. You know, minor league baseball, minor league, like whatever I could do to freelance for, you know, some publication, whether it was in Prince Edward Island or Cornwall, Ontario, or 
Rochester or Providence or whatever. I was in my Corolla driving all these minor league games. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, I want to, I want to cover a team. I want to be a beat writer. I want to be an expert on a team. Like I want to go, I want to like go to every single game they play. You know what I mean? And know more about them than anybody and like write the best feature stories about them. And so it just kind of, it just kind of took off from there. And I think it's important to again, point out this is pre-internet days. Yeah. So you didn't have the, Oh yeah. These, yeah. These are the dark days of the late eighties. I mean, I, I was in high school, 88 to 92. I mean, when like, I can remember graduating Syracuse in 96 and there was a class and they're like, all your research for this paper, like has to be online. And I just remember being like, what's What's online? You know what I mean? So wait a minute. We're not, I'm this, I can't get this off microfiche. Like I don't go to the library for this and (laughs) find old publications. Yeah. And just, I remember like the first couple of like weeks of this class were like, kind of teaching you like what early search engines were and you know what I mean? And how to access government documents like on a computer. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, again, I'm in newspapers before the internet. And so I very quickly found the power of the internet because I was at newspapers when the internet started killing newspapers as well. So yeah, technology giveth and taketh away. But yeah, I mean, this was like you'd, you'd be sitting in a press box somewhere and you'd take these things called couplers. Like they would have a couple of phones, you know, like rotary phones in the press box and you would wait your turn and you would take the headset of the phone and you'd plug it into this weird plastic thing and you'd have your like Candy 500 or whatever little word processor and you'd have to put these codes that would then send a signal through the phone line and then like a computer on the other end would pick up and it would send all your copy literally through the phone and then you'd call them and make sure it arrived like or you might have to dictate a story if it doesn't go through then you would find somebody on the copy desk and you would quickly start dictating your story to them yeah i mean so it doesn't feel that long ago to me but i'm sure that's level i'm sure tony has probably told all these war stories as well right but um yeah that was it was a different it was a different era but yes writing was definitely my calling yeah we were i say we were the awkward time jason you don't know this we're about this we are the same age or i'm a little bit older because i graduated in 95 and I felt like we were at that awkward, at least my senior year in college was the first time where if you were like in the music building on one of their co- computers, you could send an instant message to someone in the library. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing ever. Right. You're like, How right, right, right. You know, and we didn't even have emails back yeah. then, but we had like, no. that was the year they started bringing them in. And mm-hmm. I also, I was a peer advisor in college. So we were training. That was the year. My senior year was the first year with tuition. The freshman also got a laptop. And so we had oh. to like be able to answer questions. So, you know, the first thing we did was a training session where we just sat there and played solitaire on yeah. the computer because right. that was to learn how to use the mouse and stuff like that. Right. It was such a weird time because yeah. we were just in that transition. Weren't quite there yet, mm-hmm. but we were getting there and then I was done because I was on tour. Yeah, it was something. And like, yeah, I had no like I didn't have a lot. I had my little like word processors that I would use, you know, to freelance, <clears throat> but I didn't have a computer, like yeah. not hard. I mean, not that many people had a, a PC and if they did, it was a big old, oh, yeah. like massive PC. Like I would write all my papers, like they'd have these computer clusters everywhere. Yeah. And that's where I would like write all my papers. Then like my daughter goes there now and like her dorm is next to where one of these clusters was that I used all the time. And of course it's not a computer lab anymore because like you're not getting in there without a laptop. Like right. what are we talking about here? Yeah. Like now it's like a food court or something. Wow. It's like, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. And real quick before we take a quick break, because I always find this really interesting and hopefully you can talk a little bit about it. Now, obviously you've been 
pretty much from Baltimore. I know you went to Syracuse, obviously. But where does your sports fandom – is football your favorite sport? Or what do you – I know that's probably what you cover the most. But wh- yeah. wh- where's your fandom? And I'm always curious, are you allowed to root for a team? Do you like to? Does it hurt? All that kind of stuff. Well, I, I would say, like, in terms of pure fandom, the things that I still get the most upset about or worked up the most about – are the U.S. men's national soccer team, oh, um, okay. and that's been for a long time, and that's been since before they were qualifying for World Cups. <laughs> um, the Orioles certainly, yeah. um, and that's really a thing with my kids too, because my schedule is kind of—it's um, always a little crazy, but it's really crazy, you know, from August through February. Sure. So that's a little different, and yeah, you, you can't really like. You just know how the sausage is made. You know too much. Like, I root for people in football, mm-hmm. like people I really like, people I think who are good people, people I think who are great at their jobs, and I'm not going to lie, people who give me great information. Like, I want them to succeed and thrive, and I want them to do it at the expense of the guys I don't really like, who, you know what I mean, yeah. are lying, cheating a-holes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's one we're not going to lie. There's a little bit of that. But um, I root for my bets to cash like crazy. <laughs> but... I don't, yeah, I mean, and like if I'm sitting there watching a the Ravens game with my, like, you know what I mean, my 12-year-old, and he's got his Lamar jersey on and he's going crazy, like, yeah, I mean, I want them to win, but I'm sure. not going to be, it's not going to affect me, like, inside one way or the other. Okay. If they don't, and like Maryland basketball, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, my kids are pretty into basketball, so yeah. I root for those kids. But yeah, that's, I mean, really like baseball, soccer, a little bit of basketball, I guess that would that's probably my pecking order. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, we got to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because we've got a lot more to get into, obviously. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Bigs. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Rox. It's tip time at Christmas. And you'd better give. I'll roll a quarters to those trash guys Cause they know where you live Yes, it's tip time at Christmas For the newspaper guy If Tony would stiff him He'll get no post till nine it's a very expensive Christmas, but you bet that next year, without a grant to the postman, Tony's mail's fed to the deer. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and Roxy, how lucky are we? This is so Jason great. Jason Lockenfora is with us. We're hearing all about where he grew up mm-hmm. and where he went to school and all that stuff. Now, obviously, one of the big parts for our podcast is the man, Tony Kornheiser. How did sure. you get hooked up with him? How did you get involved yeah. and become a regular yeah. on the TK show? Yeah. Well, so I was a writer. I started, um, I wrote at the Syracuse Post-Standard, the Baltimore Sun, um, and then freelance for a bunch of people when I was in college, and then spent three years covering hockey or two and a half years at the Detroit Free Press. And then George Solomon, a name I'm sure you guys are all very familiar with, tapped me physically, actually, in reality, like not through email or whatever, like tapped me on the shoulder one time before a Stanley Cup hockey game in Buffalo, a Stanley Cup final game between Dallas and Buffalo. It was actually the Brett Hall was the skate in or not in the crease game. It was pretty legend. It became, you know, it was a pretty legendary game. Um, that went like four overtimes and oh, wow. 
Dallas beat Buffalo. So anyway, I was in the press room and he tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, Hey, did you hear about Rachel? And I'm like, no. And he started telling me, you know, that then Rachel Nichols was not going to be covering hockey anymore. And she was going to take over for Jennifer Fry and Jennifer Fry was going to the style section and would not be interested in coming home and covering hockey for him. And then that started a decade at the Washington Post. So, and this was, this would have been like June of 99. And Leonsis had just bought the caps and MCI Center had just been open only a few years. Yeah, I think it was MCI Center then. And so, you know, this, this was not a sexy beat at the time. Like it was maybe going to be quasi interesting. Like if this owner knew what he was doing, he didn't really know what he was doing. (laughs) Um, And, you know, is he going to spend money or isn't he, and can they turn hockey, you know, can this become a hockey town? And I was covering the Red Wings literally in hockey town and they had won back-to-back Stanley Cups, including one at the expense of the Caps. So, yeah, I came home and I was, you know, covering a lot of Southeast Division games against like the Atlanta Thrashers. And there might have been as many people in the press box as they were in the uh, in the stands. And, at you know, a few of those games, not that many, because, you know, Mike and Tony had bigger fish to fry. But those guys, you know, would be it was usually more like Bill Gilday was kind of the guy who did more of the hockey columns. But, you know, Tony would show up every once in a while and Wilbon. And I would also this was still back again before. These guys were on TV where I'd be in the office, not that much, but like doing my expenses or whatever, just saying hi and yeah, usually turning in expenses before going over to the rink. And those guys would be there like doing their thing, like yelling at the back of the office and all that, you know, (laughs) like teasing George Solomon and just whipping everybody up into a frenzy. And they were both awesome to me, like couldn't have been more helpful, couldn't have been better people, couldn't have been more fun to sit with in a press box. And then once Joe Gibbs came back and I moved to the Redskins beat, I saw a whole lot more of those guys because obviously that was a big story in town and got to know them a little bit better. And I've worked with other columnists who were real a-holes who pulled a lot of like drama queen stuff and would go out of their way to like thump their chest or they'd find out, you know, that you had a good story angle and they'd steal it from you and they'd turn it into their column without telling you wow. and you'd follow your story and they'd be like, uh, Blank already wrote that. And I'm like, well, that's not what Blank told me he was writing. And there was like none of that with these guys. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean, just was lucky enough to be at the right place at the right time and to work with both of them and to have them take an interest in me because I was a young writer at the time. And then to get to watch their whole relationship explode nationally and all these different platforms and their careers take off was pretty amazing. They kind of opened your eyes to like what is possible in this business and what it's like to kind of be your own brand and be your own boss and chart your own course that isn't just beat writer, columnist, trying to hold on to that columnist for the rest of, you know, that column for the rest of your writing life. So yeah, it, it was really just that. And those guys were always great giving me career advice. Like they would always respond to a phone call. And also, you know, like, if, let's face it, they, it's not like they were watching those cap teams every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they would parachute in, like, they would download me or they, you know, what do you think would be a good column idea? You know, if you had a column, what would you be, you know, focused on? Because obviously you're just a straight man. But if you were to weigh in, what, you know, what might be good fodder? Yeah, that's always so nice to hear, too. I mean, you know, I think the littles, at least I do, I think of Tony as one of my heroes. You right. know, I mean, right. all his. Sure. You know, and to hear that they're actually nice people, yeah. you know, because, you know, the same, sometimes you don't want to meet your heroes or you shouldn't meet your heroes, right. you know, stuff like that. And 
Well, I, Tony works so hard to make you sing. And like, like there are curmudgeon things about him, but oh, they're sure. so uh-huh. endearingly curmudgeonly. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like he wears them so well. Yes. Yeah. And they bring out the best in each other. And yeah, yeah they're giants in this industry and we all owe them uh, a huge debt of gratitude for the risks and leaps that they made that again, opened up windows and portals for a lot of other people and mm-hmm. changed the way people are compensated in this industry yeah. and really kind of let us see what, you know, uh, an exploding broadcast media, broadband media, like what that could offer. Yeah. Well, we thank you for bringing your fodder to the podcast as well. And especially in recent, recent weeks, we've had some good, you know, chasing moments. You got your own Dan Burns song now. Now you got your Chuck and Roxy number. Uh I mean, you're uh... I know. I don't know what these things happen in threes. Should I be like, what comes next? I I could only. (laughs) Wonder, maybe somebody cures copper of this respiratory thing or whatever's going uh, on. With that. Maybe, yeah, we wanted. Yeah. Of course, we had to ask about copper. Mm-hmm. And we were talking. Yeah, he's a sleeping bit. right now. He's Aww. sleeping. He's usually hacking something or the other, but I don't know. I guess he's. This is it's a peaceful time for him. Yeah. So, EG, you're doing well though. Thank you for <laughs> asking. I'm still waiting for the fired day. up for the holidays. Yeah, right. When copper goes head to head against Reginald in the football picks, yeah, I really <laughs> think that should happen someday. <laughs> But, uh, well, he's game. He spends a lot of time with me yeah. on my lap while I'm researching Aww. NFL yeah. games. So I'm sure by osmosis, he's picked a few things up. Yeah, yeah right. sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jason, we can't thank you enough for taking the time. My pleasure. Yeah, and now we have some fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Oh, sure, sure. All right, Roxy, why don't you start us off? Okay, what was your favorite toy growing up? I don't know if this counts as a toy or not, but there was a game called Status Pro Baseball, and you would play it with all these cards. Yep. Um, and you would kind of like, they'd give you these score sheets and you would score these fake games that you're playing on these cards. Uh-huh. It wasn't as popular as some of the other like games in that genre. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and it's probably enough that exists anymore, but yeah, like the kids in the neighborhood would come over like the geekier ones like me yeah. and we would play seasons or partial seasons or series. Nice. Um, so yeah, I would say status pro baseball okay, was the one pro, I wanted okay. to jump out. Jason, I have we to. We have talked about. Well, I have to cut you off because games. Jason, I knew nothing about this. Right. I'm shocked. This this was a big thing on our podcast about six months ago or whatever. Yeah. Little sent me games. Yeah. Okay, so they still exist. Is it Statomatic maybe or something? There was Stratomatic. Stratomatic became is like the one that took off and and like yes. people right. still play tournaments in that and yep. like I think it was a Maryland based company that mm-hmm. did Status Pro. I, I think, or I just maybe, I don't remember if maybe an older cousin, but yes, it's like a bastardized version. Like I I didn't really play the other one. The other one's, I mean, Stratomatic is probably better. Like I think I played it once at spring training with Buster only. That's a whole different story. Um, Cause he was really into it. Uh, And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I kind of like status pro. And he's like, you're going to try this. And so I definitely remember us playing a game in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So yeah, I don't even I don't really know why. I think again, I think it had something to do with the fact that the manufacturer was in Maryland and like I don't know, they were probably more prevalent around here than maybe other places. Gotcha. All right. Hey, would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? I mean let's be real. The best player on a bad team is probably making significantly more money, right? Than the worst player on a good team. Right, and especially the good teams, like usually they're star heavy, right? So yeah. like they want to keep those guys, and they figure we can find the glue guys and the depth guys and the roll guys. Like we yeah. can just keep rolling dudes in on vet minimum contracts who are like you know hard workers and all that stuff. So I'm not gonna lie, especially at this stage of my life with where my kids in college and everything, 
I want to cash in. Okay. I, I love it. As Uncle Tony always says, it's it always comes back to money. money. <laughs> it does. <laughs> all right, Roxy, what's next? What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Uh, I want Joe Strummer there. I mean, this. I, I. I mean, a lot of people probably say this, but like MLK, that would be mm. pretty amazing. Yep. Um, I mean, Albert Einstein. Cool. Ooh. That would be a good I one. Think that's a first. Yeah, that'd that's be a good, a good one. one. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's excellent. All right. Hey, what's one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? You guys overestimate my ability to meet people make friends or my desire to talk to people <laughs> who don't bark, you know, whose first response isn't, you know, to bark. Yeah. So I don't think that's happening. I'm just going to give you that disclaimer. Okay. Right off right. the bat. But I, I see what you're getting at. Slapshot would probably be, yeah. would be pretty up there. Okay. Now, Roxy's never seen that. I'm trying. That's on the list. Okay. Okay. It's, but this it's list a is very long, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before, I mean, I, again, it probably resonates with some people more than others. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. It's a classic. Timeless classic. All right. All right. If you could host Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? Well, is this, does this have to be people who are alive now? No. Like, are we playing, uh, we, we're, 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 we're playing this whole back you in time do, fantasy thing? Do yeah. one of each if you want. Yeah. Well, the Clash. I mean, if, nice. for okay. sure. Uh-huh. If we could go back in time and put that back together. Yep. Uh, oh, man, who else? Because you'll also probably get to hang out with them. Yeah, at the after party. Well, sure. no, totally. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. And we've brought Joe Strummer back to life twice on this podcast, so we're doing <laughs> God's work. <laughs> Excellent. I'll go with I'll go with the New York Dolls. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? For some reason, Speedy Gonzalez jumped in my head. Nice. Yeah. He's so I'm just going to go with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever that was, subconscious or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I haven't thought about Speedy Gonzalez in a long time. <laughs> so there must be something to it. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe. No, that's a good one. All right, Rox, let's do uh, rapid fire. All right. The Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family? I got my, my wife's bigger than the Brady Bunch. So I got to go Brady Bunch. Okay. She, she loved it growing okay. up. All right. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Cake or pie? Uh, cake. Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper? Wow. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Roper because he's married. So, I mean, they're both squirrely as hell, yeah, but I'm going to say Roper gets you. He gets you in a little less trouble than Furley. I yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're both good shots. They're good. <laughs> anyway. All right. And Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Usually funny. Yeah, okay. I'll go with I'll say right. pretty pretty Don't funny. Hesitant, but okay. It's kind of like these nuts. I feel like it's hard to probably mess that up. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, we love them on the the PTI show just because yeah. how much Wilbon hates them. Right. And you know most yeah. people have always said it's all in the delivery. And yeah. Tony just knows absolutely very well. With yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Jason, listen, we can't thank you enough. Let's pl- plug everything. Uh, how can we re- oh, how can we follow you, reach out to you, stuff like that? Yeah. Well, as you guys already know, you can catch me with Mr. Tony and, and the gang most Fridays. It's pretty much always a Friday. Yeah. During the NFL season and when big stuff breaks, you can catch me on Sundays and some Thursdays on CBS Sports HQ, breaking down the gambling angle of football games. You can read me in the Washington Post at least 45 times a year, uh, writing about the NFL for them. Uh, You can listen to me two to six weekdays on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore or on the Odyssey app. 
uh, on Inside Access, the afternoon drive sports show that I co-host. You can check me out Sunday mornings from 8 to 11 on BetMGM Game Day on the BetQL Network, also on Twitch and YouTube. I think hopefully maybe next year you'll catch me again on some pre and post for Masson's Orioles coverage. I think that pretty much covers it. All right. All right. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes for you. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Like I, I'm, comp- I have no idea. I, <laughs> I don't even think about it. I, have, I mean, I'm sorry if that's a cop out, no. but I don't care either way. Okay. Okay. We I'll get that- where I have to get. You know what I mean? I'll find the piece that I have to get to that starts the whole, you know, unraveling. <laughs> I'll, I'll seek it out. Like yeah. that's, you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no, there's, there's no ambivalence there. Like that will happen, and I'll make it happen because it has to happen. Right. So right. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think about it. Nice. Right. We also call it. Roxy, she says she's adaptable. Adaptable, yes. Okay, she grew up in totally. under, but I'm in over. Right. So she adapts to wherever yeah, I, I am. Growing yeah. up, I I don't even have. I have no idea like which way my mom did it. I've never thought about it myself. And, and today, the problem is just figuring out where to even do it because it's not <laughs> like the old days. Like they have all these different contraptions now. You know what I mean? And especially if it's if it's a bathroom you're not that familiar with. I'm just glad that I find it because it might be coming out of a wall. It might be on a stand. It might be up and down. It might be horizontal. It might be vertical. Like, I just want to access it. As long right. as it's there. That's yes. all we care about. Yeah. So, Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much again. We know the littles are going to guys. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Happy holidays. Anytime. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Santa. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Ho, ho, ho! Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, Friday five. Now it's time for Friday five. Tell you why. Because it's Friday and it's time to jive. And when a little tells us in advance, then we actually stand a chance. It's time for the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five. Merry Christmas. Roxy. Jack. Now, I was thinking back. I plugged that in. I did all the sleigh bells and everything like that. And then all of a sudden I thought, you know what I meant to do this year? Cause we didn't do it last year was an oldie, but a goodie. Do you remember? Oh, Friday five. Oh, Friday five. What questions have you for? Something like that. I don't honestly remember the lyrics. I don't either. Yeah. We did an elongated <laughs> version of that like three mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. And I meant to bring that back, but I completely forgot. So maybe next year. Maybe. We'll see. Littles. How about that? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jason Lockenfora, for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Oh my gosh, incredible. So, so much fun. Yep. And it's always it's always a pleasure and an honor, if I may, yeah. to say, like, when the bigs are willing to come on, you know, we hear them almost every week now. Matter of fact, he was on the most recent episode on Thursday's podcast with mm-hmm. Tony. And it's just always fun to get to know them, the background and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right, well, Roxy, let's get to the Friday Five, shall let's we? Let's do I it. Mean, we heard the song. Yeah. So, now, we kind of have a special treat. Now, Littles, if you haven't seen this yet, of course, these were done by the great Eric Lonergan, episode four. Yes. Now, he always does something special. Now, last year, I mean, I was like, you're never going to top last year because, you know, <laughs> how we were included. And he mm-hmm. drew, was it last He did the picture of me as the little drummer yeah, boy. Yeah, With Tony in the, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, that was amazing. But he outdoes himself every time. Yep. It's, it's now kind of, it's kind of become a tradition that he's doing the holiday Friday Five, mm-hmm. you know, the one closest to Christmas time. Right. And they're just great as always. And so we wanted to do them on the podcast. And But we wanted to, since it's our special episode, we wanted to give something a little back to Eric. Yeah. Okay. So I happened to ask him the other day. I said, Eric, you know, I'm just curious. You know, out of all the bigs, you know, we've, we've done this before. Yeah. You know, we've even, I think some people have done the Mount Rushmores right. of the bigs who are on the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Yeah. And I just said to him, I said, you know, I've been, I'm just asking some random people, which was a complete lie, Eric, by the way. <laughs> I only asked you. Surprise. And I said, who's your favorite big? And he has a soft spot for Chris Saliza because yeah. Saliza, apparently in his videos, he has one of his drawings behind him when he Aww. does his video podcast or whatever he does over sweet. there. Yeah, it's really sweet. And he's done a lot of drawings for him and stuff like that. And, you know, Chris has embraced them, I guess, is yeah. how I'm saying it. So anyway, we thought we'd do a little spin on the Friday Five, Roxy. First time ever having a big return to the podcast to do our Friday Five with us. Please welcome to the podcast, episode 134, Chris Eliza. Hey, Chris, how's it going? I'm just happy to be asked back. <laughs> You're the first one, Chris. To be honest, first at this big. stage in my career, anybody who wants me back after one appearance, I take as a major victory. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> well, we were just discussing, you're the first big we've had back on the podcast. Yeah. So. Oh, cute. Take that, Braun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, this was actually a special request, but he didn't even realize what he was requesting. Right. Eric Londrigan's a big fan of yours, and I know you're a fan of his. Yeah, I'm looking at a. I, I have he. He occasionally sends me the cartoons he draws uh-huh. that yep. feature me. Yep. I don't look as handsome as I think I look in real life in his <laughs> cartoons, but nonetheless, he sends me uh, his cartoons, and I have them in my office so that when I record videos and stuff, like for my yeah. Substack or whatever, YouTube or whatever, that they're in the background. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's great. That's well, so nice. Just so you know, he sees that and he. Yeah. Is really very humbled and it. very appreciated. Oh, great. That's yes. awesome. He Good. definitely that, notices. I, I like to throw those little Easter eggs in to make sure, hopefully, the people who want to see them see them. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's great. It's kind of like what Tony does with his shelf in the, yeah. the basement. Totally. Like same kind of thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So this is great. So everything's good with you? The family's good? Everybody is good. I went to Portugal for Thanksgiving, so we are not doing anything special. Like, we're not going anywhere for gotcha. Christmas. So we're here. My mom lives like three minutes from us, so we're going to spend some time with her. Uh, my wife's birthday is tomorrow. So we always, we have a very truncated Christmas season because we're very birthday focused at the ah. moment. Ah, I see. One time, her mom got her, as a birthday cake, a Yule log. That Ooh. did not go over well. Oh. So we're, mm. we are very, we as a family are very focused on my wife's birthday. Oh, well, that as, is as so you should nice. be. Yeah. That is so nice. Three of us are bunched up. So my wife is December 22nd. I'm February 20th. And my older son is February 24th. Mm. So we have a bunch sort of right in a row here. Wow. My younger son is in July, which is great. So yeah. he gets yeah. sort of, uh, he gets some time to himself. Right. Yeah. I have a couple friends that have their birthdays on Christmas. And I can, just can't oh, even imagine. Oh, seriously? Can't even imagine I always, it's so funny like how life changes your perspective like now when people tell me that i i think oh god that must have been a nightmare for the parents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like i see it totally through the lens of being a parent right. like, right. oh my gosh like she was pregnant on christmas and they were like in the hospital on christmas like oh, oh gosh yeah oh. 
Yep. Wow. Chris. How are you all? Is everything good? Oh. Are, you, are, are we up to episode 1,000 yet? <laughs> I mean, we're getting there. <laughs> no, not quite. We're in the, we're in the high 200s. Yes. We're almost up to 300. That's pretty great. Yeah. It is, yeah. Oh, it's, it's been As fantastic. someone who got to do one season of a podcast before CNN let me go, trust me, <laughs> doing more than 10 episodes is an accomplishment. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's been fun. It's been... It's been challenging, challenging. recently, specifically, because I went back on tour, and mm-hmm. so, you know, Roxy was here in rehearsals, and now she's in the Christmas show, because of course... Yeah. She's at Radio City right now. Yes. So, and yes. I'm leaving in a couple days. It's just been, that's the hard part. It's been wild, yeah, but yeah. I mean. But we get it done. Yeah, logistics are not easy. One of the things with our kids, it's like one of the hardest things is to just get away from pure logistics. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like, need to drive here, get here. We have a window of time here. Yeah. And yeah. even in setting this up, I felt bad. I was like, I have from 11 to 12.15. Then I have from 1.15 to 1.30. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's just, your yep. life winds up being ruled by your calendar. Yeah, exactly. Well, we completely understand. So, yep. okay. thank you so much. And yeah. I know of Eric's, Eric's going to love this. Episode four is going to love this. Definitely top five. Yes. He's definitely in the top five. Nice. Let's get to the Friday Five, shall we? Now, some of these... I'm ready. We'll see. I don't know. Roxy and I were looking at each other like, what are you going to say? I'm like, I don't know. What are you going to say? So anyway, Roxy... To be clear, I did not look at the question. Oh. I thought it would be better for me just to react. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Full disclosure. As as a fan of live television, I thought I would do it this way. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's great. We weren't sure which way to go. We were just thankful you were going to do this. So I was like, well, maybe we should send them the questions ahead of time so we can prep. And that's great. We love that. Okay. Yeah. There's no prepping on the Loyal Little Spy. (laughs) Okay. Number one, Roxy, take it away. Does anyone have a good guacamole recipe? Now we can alternate the order. Mm -hmm. Do you want us to go first on this one real quick? Yeah, why don't All you right. guys go first? I have a thought, but go oh, ahead. Okay. All right. Well, my, mine is mine. I mean, yeah, I was, I was going to say Chuck. I here. have a decent one. It's nothing special. No. I know. I will say, what's the one we really like, though? It's um, Rosa Mexicana. Rosa Mexicana here mm-hmm. in New York City. Oh, yes. They have. You know, there used to be one of those right next to the, like, where the Wizards and the Capitals at least oh. currently play. Oh, yes. And, yes. And it closed. Oh, it did? Oh. No. Yes, that oh. Rosa Mexicano. Unless I'm wrong, I was just there for a Georgetown game, and I didn't see. I mean, I wasn't like looking for it, right. but I yeah, didn't right. see it. Oh. But yes, the Rosa Mexicano one is yeah. real bad. I hadn't had that in years. Yeah. yeah. And, and just in case the littles want, mine is simple. It's just avocado, tomatoes, onions, a little onion powder, a little garlic salt powder, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. It's mm-hmm. very simple. Very simple. But that's what I do. All right. So well, what do you I got? will tell you from my perspective. This is so depressing about my life. You know the guacamole I eat the most, and it is certainly not the best guacamole? Chipotle. Because my dumb kids are always pushing (laughs) for us to get Chipotle delivered. You know, they're so lazy. Like, they don't even want to go out anymore. You know, it's like, well, can we get that DoorDash to us? Uh So we now are, like, I'm eating, like, Chipotle once a week, and, like, it's not, I mean, I think it's hard to make truly bad guacamole unless right. the yeah. avocados are like literally spoiled, Yeah. but it's not good. It's kind of tasteless. I love the people who make it with like the mortar and pestle. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's, yeah. that's how they do it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I haven't had that in a while. I may need to get some of that. Now, just because I happen to own a little bit of stock in Chipotle, I'm, I'm thrilled with that answer, Chris. Oh, so yeah. Thank no, you. Oh, thank my you. gosh. It's I mean, good. I, I, we, we are doing our best to make you rich. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, number two, if Santa got eight new reindeer, what would you name them? Oh, interesting. Well, that is challenging. <laughs> I think it's because it's on my mind lately. Alito, Coney Barrett. So, no, that's nine. That's nine. There's only... There's, Who are you leaving I out? Santa to get nine, I need Santa to get nine reindeer well, so we can match them up to the Supreme so. Court. What yeah. about you guys? 
Well, I the first thing I thought of was numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I think Roxy's is so much better than mine, and we're gonna have another contest yes. out of hers in a second. Okay. Yes. So I went with like my first thought was seven dwarfs, uh-huh. but then I had to find one. So I'm like, okay, I'll totally. add, I'll just throw some. But then I thought, Chris, you'll you'll know this. I don't think Roxy will. Do you remember the show Eight Is Enough? Totally. Okay. I was thinking. I don't remember the name of the kids. But the I, I remember the Nicholas was the littlest no, one. No, I don't either. Yeah, but I, I don't. Re- I thought, okay, that's what How I'll base it on. How many Brady's were there? Uh, six, six, six kids. Well, then you could use the mom okay. and dad. Right. So now, Roxy, yours is kind of interesting. Mine is a theme. It's okay. Eight names, but three of my favorite shows, musicals that I've performed in, some of which I've played the lead roles. So if the littles can guess which shows I'm talking about, then you win a prize from me. And it's a mediocre prize, but yes. it's a prize. Yes. So my Can I ask a question yeah. about that? Yeah. Because, uh-huh. you know, my wife loves musical theater and performed in musical theater as a kid, and oh. I, I really didn't because I can't sing. But <laughs> how... Like, how hard is it to remember all the lyrics, all the words? Like, that stresses me out. Like, people always say to me, like, oh, man, live TV, that must be so stressful. I'm like, it's not really that stressful because people are like, well, what do you think of Donald Trump? And you just kind of, like, say what you think. There's no, like, Say what's on your mind. It's not like like someone has seen my answer on Donald Trump before and is like, oh, he's deviating from what he said before. Ah, Like, right. How do you do that? Well, or like you typed it up as a script and then you memorize it. You don't have to do that. Right, right, now, exactly. I'm going to let Roxy answer this, but I have to say, before she does, in my older age, Chris, this is my biggest fear now being in the business. Yeah. Is I memorize. Honestly, yes. I've been more on the technical side of things lately, mm-hmm. uh, stage management, and I'm a drummer, conductor, things like that. Yep. I started yep. out on stage. I've played some of the big roles, Billy Bigelow and Carousel, some of the Danny Zuko in yeah. Greece. <laughs> and... Back then, I didn't have a fear. Now, I have a fear like, oh, my gosh, there's yeah. no way I would be able to remember, memorize all right. these lines. Yeah. But Roxy is a pro. She pisses me off. <laughs> she can get... Seriously. She can I get, mean, it is like a real skill, right? She gets two is, pages yeah. of dialogue, Chris, and literally within a half hour, she's like, okay, can we record this now? Right. And she yeah, has it completely I, memorized. And I'm like, I hate you. So do you have a system, Roxy? Like, I, is it yes. like a memorization system? Yeah. If, honestly, for me, if I'm trying to learn a monologue or a script or something, I will write it out. I will write it out like a hundred times, if not more. And as I'm writing it out, I start to... And this is... I guess a weird way my brain works because I'm also a dancer and I understand formations and things like that. I can see the words on the page as I'm writing and I create like a formation of them. Like I know which word starts the next line, things like that. And as I go, as I'm writing, I'm just, I'm saying it in my head as I'm writing it down. Sometimes my hand gets tired. So then I switch to typing it out and it's kind of the same thing. And I just, I write it until I know it. blows it. my mind. It's like if I could write it, I uh, could say it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's, so I think I could, I, I mean, obviously I'm not a really good singer, but I think I could remember the songs because mm-hmm. I do think like putting things, words to melody does yes. make it easier. Like I'm always amazed. I mean, the one that always got me was Hamilton. I was like, how the yeah. hell? Yeah. You know, if you're playing Hamilton or Jeffrey, like how the hell do you remember all that? But I actually get it to music. My issue is just like, spoken dialogue right right to to remember all of that i suggest writing it out as many times as it takes um yeah yeah. i mean honestly that's how i used to study 
I would just like write down like problems and yeah. like or write down quotes or write that you know because yeah. I think that is a good way to imprint it. Okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, that's okay. So I, what... I, I'm always amazed when we go to Broadway or anything like that and we see these people. I'm like, how in the hell are they doing? Yeah. Well, it's also weeks and sometimes yeah. months of rehearsal. Rehearsals. Yeah. 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 And then you doing right. you doing your own homework after rehearsal. And then the I will say, down, you know, once so. you do it and it's in there, you don't forget. Like yeah. I remember every line and lyric to Billy Bigelow. I remember. All I, I yeah. remember raps that I did in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Hamilton. <laughs> right, um, right, totally. You know, totally. you just, it's there. It's there. And it's sad that you, sometimes I'm mad that I can't get rid of it so I could use that space I for get something it. new. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. once yeah. it's imprinted, it's imprinted. <laughs> right. My right. issue is just getting it imprinted. Yes, right. right. All right, Roxy, so what are the names of the people? And then if you know these shows, write us in. Go ahead, Roxy. All right. So one and two are Peggy and Billy. No, we'll give them clues. That's one. That's one show. The second show is Ruby and Dick. And then the third show, there's four. There's Judy and Phil and Betty and Bob. Okay. So those are my eight reindeer. All right. If you know what they are. Three shows. Write us in. Mm-hmm. WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. Yep. Give us your answers. We'll send you a mediocre prize if yes. you got them. That's her eight reindeer. Getting back to this Friday Five is yes. what we were doing. By the way, Bob would be an amazing name for a reindeer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. But he spells it backwards. Love when people, I always love when people have like basset hounds that they name like a person. Yes. Name, like, yeah, right, yes. right. You know, it's so good. Exactly. Yes. So what did you have, Chris? Oh, no, I didn't have anything in particular because I'm doing it off the top of my head. Honestly, the thing that jumps out to me is Supreme Court justice. Ah. I've spent spent so much time in the last, you know, I know more about the 14th Amendment Clause 3 than I thought I would ever, the Insurrection Clause than I thought I would ever know in my my entire life. Oh, my gosh. I, I do think it has reminded me that my mom always wanted me to be a lawyer. And obviously I didn't do that. But I do think like all of this stuff winds up – I was thinking of Bush Gore. I was thinking of this stuff. Like it all winds up coming down to the courts. Like I probably should have been a lawyer to help understand politics better yeah. or how, how it ends up. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. That's a great answer yeah. though. I love those. So. Yeah. All right. Let's burn through the – Roxy, what do you got? What is your favorite cheese? What is my favorite cheese? I, okay, so this is weird, I think. I think this is controversial. At least it Ooh. is in my family. So my favorite cheese is any form of blue cheese, oh, which I think okay. is like, I don't think blue cheese is like a popular cheese due to the mold factor, yeah, you know, right. like it is. Yeah. But I love blue cheese. Okay. I, I'm not sure I'd eat like just eat straight up, yeah. but like on a salad. On a Cobb salad. Or yeah. there's, they make this really good expensive cheese that I only buy at Whole Foods <laughs> that has, <laughs> it's like cheddar and blue mixed. Oh. Like it's a line of cheddar, then a line of blue, then a line of cheddar, then a line of blue. Oh, so, or Roquefort, I guess it's called, not blue cheese. So good. So I think mine is blue. Okay. Right. What do you, you, you got... I have a few. I mean, what's not my favorite yeah, cheese? Yeah, she loves cheese. Um, sharp cheddar, Parmesan, mozzarella. Um, there's this thing called Mexican cheese blend, and it's sh- it comes shredded in a bag. <laughs> and I will just sit on the couch and eat it like it's out a, of like the bag. Potato chips. It's so good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, we do that for taco night. That is yeah, delicious. exactly, yeah. exactly. And mine's definitely mozzarella and yeah. or uh, you know Parmesan. I use that probably the most. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, next one. Have you ever loved someone else's pet? Have I ever loved someone else's pet? Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So before I came on with you guys, I worked out with my trainer. And we do it via Zoom. We started doing it via, uh, like, during the pandemic. Yeah. We just, like, she, we do it on FaceTime. Oh, no, we do it on FaceTime, not Zoom. And she has a very cute dog named Kylo, who I think is named after Kylo Ren, but I'm not entirely mm. sure. 
I don't know if I love him, but he makes like guest appearances all the time when I'm <laughs> right. working out. You know, he like wanders across her screen mm-hmm. or he'll like jump on her. He's kind of a littler dog. Yep. Yeah. One of the hardest things about being married to my wife, and there aren't that many hard things, but one of the hardest <laughs> things is she has a terrible dander allergy, oh. which means that we cannot have any pets with fur. And I don't really care about cats, but no dogs. Yeah. Okay. And I grew up, we first had a, like a mutt that I loved who died when I was 12, which was like one of the seminal experiences of my childhood and not in a good way. And then we had two Jack Russells when I was like a teenager. Mm. And I love dogs and I would love to have them, but we can't have them. So I guess to the extent I love any, anyone's pet, it would be someone else's pet because I don't have my own pet. Right. So I think it, that I don't know if I love that dog, but I will tell you that when you're like, doing a plank for a minute and a half, <laughs> being able to look up and see a, a yeah, cute dog is at least keeps me going. It yeah. helps for sure. Oh, that's funny. I understand. <laughs> I was just going to say, I have my dear friend's dog who passed away recently, Charlie, almost made me into a dog person yeah. more so. Yeah. And then of course, just, you know, because of our guest today, you know, Copper and, you know, and then there's always Chessie. Who oh, you have Rock and four on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that dog is the cutest. <laughs> I need to get to Lock and Fora status with Tony. Like after every after every Lock and Fora <laughs> interview, he goes, "That guy's just the best." <laughs> That's what I need to get to. That would be great. All right, Roxy, did you have one? Um, I mean, your dad had, yeah, Kitty. you know, Kitty, his he outdoor cat. called him cat. Kitty, so yeah. that became the name. Yeah, so sweet. It was an outdoor cat. We weren't quite sure <laughs> if it was a boy or a girl. I think we, I forget. I yeah. forget. We thought it was one thing, but then we thought maybe it's the other. Anyway, but then also, a dear friend of mine, she has two cats. I am a cat person, but her two cats' names are Bonnie and Clyde, formerly known oh. as Lucy and Ethel, but then she realized that Ethel had a different part than Lucy, so then she realized, okay, it's actually a boy and a girl not two girls there you go so bonnie and clyde they are the like smushiest little cuddliest cats i've ever seen and they are just so cute and if we were ever to get cats chris we would get a orange orange cat cat and then a tuxedo cat cat, and their names would be fred astaire and ginger rogers fred and ginger that's what she wants oh i see what you did there yeah she she likes the people named animals like you were saying bob yes i do love that Dog named Sam makes me laugh. Or reindeer named Bob. Yeah, Yeah, right. right. (laughs) All right, last one, Roxy. Last one. If you could swap bodies, Freaky Friday style, with anyone for just one day, who would you be? Oh, interesting. Yes, these are good Hmm. questions. Thank you, Eric. Yes. So I think, I mean, again, I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head. So I always, you know, please don't hold me too accountable to this because I'm sure there's someone else out there. Uh But the person that jumps to mind because I think he has a great life is George Clooney. He just oh, yeah. seems like he has a great life. Yeah. That is good. You know, yeah. he's like an older, good-looking, rich, distinguished guy. He's yeah. a good actor. People respect him. Mm-hmm. He's like funny. I think that would be fun. I think yeah. he probably has a nice life. Like he's someone who fame seems to sit relatively easy on, and I don't think that's true for everyone. Right. You know, yeah. I always say like I think fame is sort of a curse for many, if not most people. But like he seems like comfortable being famous and generally happy. He's probably in truth the most miserable person on earth. And right. I don't know that. <laughs> but I'm saying from public appearances, right. he seems someone who is happy with being who he is, comfortable in his own skin. So I'm going to choose him. 
Excellent. That. All right, Roxy, what are you at? Well, since I just recently met her, um, Hannah Waddingham oh, from yeah. Ted Lasso. Um, oh. Just the confidence that she brings when she enters the room. And she, I think she just did an interview where she doesn't give any Fs anymore. And that's like the era of her life that she's in. I think that's <laughs> so cool. And to be tall and beautiful like she is and have a voice like she does, that would be amazing for a day. So, okay, I have a couple Hannah Waddingham questions. Yeah. She is super tall, right? Very, like in real life. Very tall. Yeah. Like, is she six feet tall? Oh, I think a little bit more than that. Well, and she wears okay, these crazy heels on that heels show, Keely is, like, obviously, like, a regular-sized woman. Yes. And it look, Hannah Waddingham looks like she's eight inches taller yes. than her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's okay. very and tall. And is she, like, a, like, more than an amateur singer? Oh, oh. yeah. She, she has performed okay. on the West End for years and years. Yep. She's oh, done. okay. She's okay, from, okay. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Stage, Again, my so. musical theater knowledge is limited. Well, and yeah. Chris, we just found out that she has this holiday Christmas special on Apple TV. Yeah. which we just canceled. Oh, cool. Right, so we're going to have to get it again <laughs> so, so we can watch it. Yeah, we had no idea. The, the listeners wrote in, the littles wrote in, and were like, uh, you know she has this like crazy yeah. good Christmas special. Oh, I didn't know that. I think we pay for literally every streaming yep. service, so I'm sure we have that. Yeah. So I was trying to cut down, and I'm like, okay, Ted Lasso's over, Schmigadoon's over. over. I'm like, we never watched this. And they were raising their price almost 50%. Yeah. So I was like, screw that. We're getting rid of it. Yeah. And Should we the, watch Schmigadoon? Um... I will say it's it, very silly. It's very silly, and it's definitely for the hardcore fans. So you would okay. probably hate it. But she okay. might. She might. But she, she might like it. Yeah. And okay. she might like it and get the jokes because there's yeah. a lot of inside. We're always jokes. on the hunt for more mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. yeah, it's there's a lot of inside jokes. We happen to know quite a few people that are in it, so yep. of course we're just being supportive of our friends and yep. stuff like that. Totally, totally. Um, but we did enjoy it. Yeah. There's two seasons, I believe, okay. and they are yeah. doing a third season. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, okay. Aaron, cool. Aaron Tveit confirmed that for me mm-hmm. that they're filming a third season. Yeah. So, well, Littles, that's the Friday Five. So. Chris, thank you so much for coming on uh, and doing I hope that this. wasn't too long. Sorry, I, oh. I went off on a number of tangents. That's no, it was all right. great. That's all right. The littles love, love that. I mean, Jason <laughs> might be a little upset that you're kind of stepping on his episode here, but, you know. Eating into his time. But what we did want to say, though, of course, now you've been, we haven't had you on in a while, and you've been very busy. You had a book come out, right? I did, yes. Power Player, Sports Politics and the American Presidency. So I basically, it's basically like my two loves that I get to address on Tony's show too, sports and politics. So we were trying to figure out like, is there a book somewhere in there? Basically the book is, it's a light read. I would encourage people, this is not Robert Caro on Lyndon Johnson. Like this is not a thousand pages. It's 320 something pages. Oh, that's perfect. Um, I did every president from Eisenhower to Biden and I looked at how the sports they played, the sports they loved, the sports they watched, how it impacted who they were Mm. and like what it tells us about who they were and how they governed. It was wonderfully fun to write and honestly I will tell you particularly in the dark days after CNN laid me off it was a good thing because I had that to promote and talk about and go on and you know so that before I knew sort of what else I was doing it was a it was wonderful so yeah it's great it was a really fun book to write I will tell you inside baseball I wrote it my older son plays soccer and I wrote it literally probably 80% of the book I wrote while sitting in my car (laughs) waiting for his practice to be over I had like an hour and a half block of time where it was quiet. So, I mean, it's probably a little creepy because I would get in the passenger side of my Tesla. Of course, I own a Tesla. (laughs) And I would write there. So I'd be like sitting in the passenger side, just like rapping away on my computer. But that's how I probably did like 80 to 85% of the book. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was fun. It's cool to have written a book. You know, it's a neat, neat kind of accomplishment. But you are, you're, you're leaving out the most important part. How can we get your book, Chris? 
You can go on Amazon. You can go on bookshop.org. You can literally go anywhere. Just type power players and it will. We have SEO searched it up. So it should be the first thing that comes up. But it's available on literally, it's available on, I read the audio book. So that, I always say to people, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending if you find my voice annoying. But <laughs> like, it's on audiobook. It's on Kindle. If you can get a, a hardback copy of it. I think it's a really good late Christmas present. I also think yes. it's a really good Father's Day gift or Mother's Day gift or for someone who likes sports and politics. It's very, like I said, it's an easy read. There's a ton of fun anecdotes in it. I think people would enjoy it. Excellent. Well, Chris, again, we can't thank you enough for coming on and making our holiday complete. Yes. And uh, Oh, of course. Special... I, I, I am, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much again. We really appreciate the time. You bet. Roxy, how incredible is that? I'm just, it's so great. The bigs that generously give their time like this, Mm -hmm. it just always blows my mind. And we just can't be more thankful. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. And, you know, unfortunately, we're out of time. So we have to get going. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need is over there. And don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple Music, please, please give us a nice rate and review over there. Uh, Roxy, holidays are here. I can't believe it. I mean, are you excited? We're a couple days away from Christmas. I am excited. A little overwhelmed. Yes, we're very overwhelmed right at the moment. Trying to do the podcast, get Christmas shopping done. Roxy's kicking her face off. Yep. I'm getting ready to go out to Milwaukee. It's a busy time. It's a very busy time, but we love doing it, and it's episodes like this that make it completely worth it. So thank you, Jason Lockenfor, again, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Thank you, Chris Elizabeth, for coming on to do the Friday Five, and thank you all all you loyal littles out there for all you do for us. We really appreciate it. And to everyone out there, don't forget to have yourself a merry little Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It's been a long time and I'm warming up by the chimney. Thinking about the good old days When you were always with me Time to call family and friends To say hello and make amends Decorate inside and out As another year comes to an end My Christmas wish for you Is that all your dreams come true
Christmas Eve. Wish I could have made you happy, but I know why you had to leave. I wish we'd have another chance, another shot at romance. But if our story's not meant to be, I wish you Merry Christmas. Honestly. podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. That guy's just the best. Oh, 